Welcome everyone. For you of those that don't know me, my name is Jeff, aka Mad Hatter Organics, and this is the Growers Exchange Podcast. I wanted to start this podcast to get more information out there about different growers, breeders, and industry companies. So stick with us as we exchange all types of grower knowledge. First off, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Autopot USA, for the best plant-driven automated watering system out there. Use discount code MADHATTER10 on autopot-usa.com for 10% off your entire order. And Intralite, the last stop shop for IPM. Want the easiest way to get rid of those bugs and pathogens? Just plug in a single inch of ring light into your tent and set it on a timer. These lights will take care of business. Use discount code MADHATTER5 for 5% off your entire order over at intralight.co. Now, let's get started with the conversation. Welcome everyone to the fourth episode of my podcast, the Growers Exchange Podcast. Uh, lucky enough to have my friend Scott from ramushrooms.ca uh, on, the, on the line today. Uh, welcome Scott and thanks for, uh, thanks for showing up. Thanks man, I, I appreciate you having me. This is my first podcast ever, so um i'll uh, stifle my way through it and try to try to give you what i what i came here to do perfect <laughs> awesome we're gonna get into some mycology talk today uh so i guess i i first stumbled upon you through a company i was kind of affiliated with uh it was doing a little work for him i guess um out in back east and uh you know they had a couple kits i i messaged you i said hey you know what's going on with these kits, uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of interested in mycology. I was learning about, po I was learning on other pod podcasts about the benefits of mushrooms and psilocybin and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, you, you know, you're so gracious to me and you, you sent out a kit and I was not expecting that. And I will <laughs> forever be thankful to that because that started my entire journey. Um, you uh, know, I, I had, not to cut you off, I apologize. Um, I had talked to that per I think if we were, we're talking about the same group, they, they're going to do a review on some of my grow kits, I think yeah. is how, is that, is that right? Yeah. And, and I had, by that time I had, you know, I had sold quite a few of them. I had, I had them up and running. I was, I'm not sure if it was with uh, raw mushrooms or, or the two fun guys at that time, but um, at the beginning of the grow kit development, I had looked around the online community and I had noticed certain companies that were producing these high price grow kits and then uh, the methods behind them were very, I, I guess, archaic now, but um, at that time that seemed to be what everyone was following and that was the norm. So I, you know, I, I had always been wanting to do this, my whole mycology experience from, from the first time that I got into it. I, you know, me and my buddies that we used to grow together and, and show together, I guess you could say, I used to, um, I used to be like one day, man, one day we're going to be, you know, it's going to be legal and I'm going to have a fucking, pardon my language, I'm going to have a oh, store, all of this stuff, right? I'm going to have, I'm going to have my own methods to do this and all this stuff. And, and the, everyone's like, yeah, you know, uh -huh, uh -huh. so um, when I started to see that stuff online is when I kind of got a little more serious about it because. I wanted to, um, you know, prove my worth that I knew what I was doing, but also deliver people to people um, a kit that works and a kit that works consistently. Um, something that you, with no experience, you could just get it, assemble it, and you know, set and forget it. And and that was what I was really working towards at the beginning. Now, now that I'm this far into it, um, I don't know the divisions of similar but changed you know uh, i'm really trying to make it the easiest possible thing you can do and achieve the same successes as an experienced mycologist i guess yeah <laughs> and it, and it works it worked wonderful for me uh i had two awesome flushes off of it uh with zero experience you know you kind of held my hand through the process and, and told me what to do uh you know just keeping everything moist and and 
I had a very basic, basic setup. I had a, you know, it was a small little tent, one of those Amazon greenhouse tents. Uh, no, you know, hardly any humidity. And I was, you know, just using a spray bottle to mist everything. And that's really what it comes down to is uh, not everyone has, this is what I was, I'm really trying to design the kits for people that have minimal investment, nothing. You know, I, you know, as one of you seen my little kid running around here, but, um, you know, in my farm, um, it's not like a science lab, like, a, you know, uh, a GMP facility or, or anything like that. It's very much like a, like a family farm, like you know, there's dirt on the floors and, you know, there's kids running around. So um, with those variables, I wanted to prove that you could do this in any environment. And, uh, you know, with the help of, of guys like Dan over at Micropose with the, the filter developments and all these, you know, um, outside um, innovations to really bring mushroom cultivation to us, you know, to a home level consistently. You know, that's sort of what the, where I'm sort of going with this. Is I'm trying to trying to prove the concepts that, you know, spraying uh, mountains of Lysol in the air and and really trying to um, overcompensate isn't isn't the way and the technique to do things um understanding environment and, and conditions which the mushrooms need and the mycelium needs to grow is you know more more of what i'm trying to uh, break down for people to understand perfect yeah it's uh i mean it worked it worked for me i <laughs> it literally sent me down a journey and sorry what was that yeah yeah it, it literally sent me down a, a path a journey to to so much more it's uh it's been a life changer uh beneficial you know life changer for sure it uh it led me down a path to grow other types of mushrooms as well and and you supply those uh, same mushrooms it's lion's mane um i have in my family i have a disease called huntington's disease and uh it's kind of a triple threat it's like dementia parkinson's and als all in one and so it's a neurodegenerative disease and lion's mane i found out is a neurogenesis or it helps neurogenesis so it, it helps rehabilitate and create new neurons in your brain and i was just amazed how you know beneficial that could be and so i you know as soon as I found that out, I was like, I have to get my hands on some of this stuff, and I, I need to start taking this. Well, if you can protect your neural pathways, you know, that I think at, a, at an early age, you you know, you will live long and and uh, happily into your older age without, without you know, these problems. You know, outside influences obviously are, are tearing us down and, you know, the consumption of the things that we intake into our bodies, uh, you know, unknowingly and knowingly. Um, you know, these are all counterintuitive to to that. However, um, like anything, what you put in your body is what you're going to get out. So, I, I'm really happy that this last this last five years, I would have to say, that Western culture has really adapted this and and they're really taking it seriously. And and I'm not like I feel as if it's either a Trojan horse or you know, um, being with the farm, I don't really want to talk about too deep about that but um you know did they know that this is coming and and uh because they want to patent this now did they like, didn't realize that this is a, a worldwide movement and and uh not only that but a cultural shift as well for for uh not only mental health but physical health as well yeah here's the little man <laughs> so this, this is a really cool time to be alive uh, this is a really cool time to be alive for all of this and and you know what uh, i feel really blessed that i that i stepped up to the plate to you know try to help people and uh that's sort of the direction i'm going with it now i just want i just want to whatever happens with this pro, you know profile or, or this uh this platform is just that you know i reach out to as many canadians and and uh worldwide people as well if i'm not far reachable um and just share share, you know, my, my knowledge, my products, my abilities that I can, um, you know, I have, I've been saving email lists since I started doing this of just, you know, the people that helped along the way. And, and uh, so 
anything were to go south or positive, I have, you know, all this feedback I'd love to share and, and put out to the world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the the One of the biggest things that I found helpful for me was that it, it was able to make myself more of an, a, a free thinker. After going on a couple journeys uh, with psilocybin, it was, it opened my... It opened my eyes to the world, really. It opened up a lot of new pathways for myself and, and to be able to, you know, think freely and figure out what's actually going on in the world today. And it's kind of gone down a huge rabbit hole. And I, I it, it's been a blessing and uh, it's helped me out a lot for uh, mental health, dealing with my father right now. He's, we just put him in, in the hospital uh you know it's the uh, i'm 1200 kilometers away from him sorry times for sure yeah yeah it's uh yeah. the mental health aspect of of microdosing is just amazing for me uh it's it's been very I beneficial think you know and, and you know in, in your certain you know specific circumstance i think that I think that's exactly what we all need as a population, not, you know, however vast that population may be, but, you know, conscious people thinking ahead, thinking for themselves, not taking verbatims from, you know, people that aren't looking out for them. And, you know, like the rabbit hole is essentially where you want to go. It's like, I think it was Terrence McKenna that said, you know, it's like, if you have, if you, if you're going to the grave without, without doing psychedelics, it's like, you know, going to the grave without having sex, you know, it, not quite on quote with that one but um i think it's a part of um a well-rounded uh evolution of self right you 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 come here to this planet you 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 evolve you learn your mistakes you learn what makes you tick you learn about yourself and what makes you happy what makes you thrive and all these things um and it keeps you out of auto mode because you know this world is very driven by um, distraction, right? So it, it allows you to tune in and really figure out what it is that makes you you and whatever makes you uh, happy, essentially. What, what do you want to do? Like, what are you here for, right? So like for myself, like it really, it really tuned me into what I want and what I don't want. And it, it's really driven me in this psychology direction quite, you know, hard, but um it just seemed like the doors kept opening and opening. It's like, okay, well, this is obviously the direction I should be going, regardless if, uh, you know, some people say I shouldn't or not. That's, that's judgment there. But, um, you know, much like yourself, you know, like here we are on this podcast, you know, like you probably did your first one. You're like, I like that. You know, like it feels right. I'm going to keep going at it. I want to keep doing this. And and then you get, you know, that positive affirmation after you do one. You're like, that was awesome. You're like, they like that. Yeah. So things like that is, is where, you, you know, we should be going with is our natural, you know, um, our heart, our, like our heart frequencies and like we're recognizing like, okay, well, this is, this is definitely been my path, regardless of how difficult or, or how many, you know, attempts that you get at it and find failure. Right? So, um, but, but, you know, aside from the healing factors, I, I think it really puts forth, um, people's ideologies and and again with the ego death too it really alleviates things that people shouldn't be doing within themselves and they're able to find it right they're, it's it's just proved it time and time again like this is what this is here for um and i and i really like that i really like that factor because i have a, a lot of people in my world and my circles that uh you know that need this kind of medication that need this medicine for for the betterment of their own longevity and maybe even help them with you know things like addictions and other substance abuses that are that are tearing them or their family down yeah 100 percent. it's uh you know i think i think now more than ever everyone could benefit from you know just a simple microdose it's this whole past two and a half years of the word we will mention uh it's it's completely torn down so many people so it's uh yeah and here we are uh you know we're not out of it by any means but like we're right in the middle of it here we are 
with the ability to share this with more people and more people and and, and it's coming closer to a point where this Trojan horse is now in the building and and uh, you know psychedelics is inside right like this is a this is a mental paradigm shift of the planet if, if allow it to do that right? yeah yeah and Canada is very close on legalization of it it's you know the <laughs> research. Sorry. Very different in that, yes, from the United States. Um, the legalization, the decriminalization, those pushes are very, are very different journeys. Uh, given uh, two different countries, you know, we still live in the same pop culture. However, the, the, the dynamic is different. But um, we have had a lot more progression in the Canadian uh, side of of psychedelics. I, I feel like, mm -hmm. and I really, I really have tried to. Uh, make myself available to, you know, the necessary people that have needed, you know, my skill set to help them get there, right? So, yeah, I really think that Canada can can really forefront this, and I know that they botched the job with the with the cannabis, and um, you know, corporations watch everything with regards to, um, you know, natural healing and things of that nature. But um, you know, the, I think the population still won from this. You know, I, I, regardless of the restrictions and all these things you know the population got on a massive scale um, now have access to medicine right? yeah i think that's where we'll get our wins so yeah hopefully there's been lots of research into it and lots of uh, positive feedback coming from uh, a lot of people so hopefully it can lead down that path to one of one of these days <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a mixed, mixed review on all of this. Um, you know, I've I've helped uh, several teams that have had you know big business involved, and then and uh, you know it's going down the same route you think it's going down. But there are good people inside it, especially in Canada. There's good people behind this team, so um, you can you can you know put the gift up in the air, and you hope that. Uh, you hope it reaches the right people. So that's all you can do. Yeah, all you can do. Yeah. All right. So I guess uh, let's switch it up a little bit here. Let's uh, start talking about how you can actually, uh, you know, culture and grow your own psilocybin. Uh, okay. Start where you think you want to start off with. You want to start with. Uh, <laughs> spores and and, and agar plates or, or do you want to well i would say um coming into it never seen it before never understood it before i would say that you're gonna want to depends on how involved you want to get however if you want the mushrooms there are ways that uh, you can bypass a lot of the um, microbiology or or the or the uh the mycology aspect of it and and simply get to that point um, it is a cool experience, and it is very fulfilling seeing it come out of the ground, much like cannabis. You, you know, you, uh, you know, you're patiently waiting like a kid on Christmas morning to open your presents. Um, but there is, there is definitely um, some technicalities that you will run into that will either cost you a lot of supplied money or time if you are inexperienced. So. Um, but I will I will uh, shed some light on it right from the beginning I guess I think your best um, here in Canada I guess your best bet would be to uh, you know you'd want to acquire some spores from a trusted vendor there are many out there um, that is a different game in itself but um, you know I, I if I were to share one with one or two with you you know I would uh, I call upon uh, a local to Vancouver Island here uh, WoodlandFormations.ca uh, a viable source for spores, or you could use a, a bigger one like Spores 101. Um, these will all give you the, you know, a good variety of uh, Psilocybe cubensis mushrooms. It, and you, you know, you you basically want to pick something that you can visualize. You know, if they don't have any visualizations of their product, then, you know, that makes it a definite challenge. But um, visualize something that you you know you'd want to see and you want to have fun with and. And you would get the most enjoyment out of it. Um, there are so many varieties. So, um, so yeah, I would definitely, 
I would definitely choose a, a recommended spore supplier. You know, you can go on Facebook, find that out. And then once you get them, this is where it, this all unfolds in, into uh, a world of different things for you. Um, you now have to activate the spores, germinate them, I guess would be the, the, termin the terminology you want to go with. Uh, so you want to germinate the spores, and then you also want to you also want to select what kind of phenotypes you want to build. And, and so this is where it all becomes very technical. Um, if you really, really want to get into mycology, I would suggest um, learning that on the sideline of what you're trying to do, like starting from a spore and then hoping one day you're going to get a mushroom versus um, this is where my company sort of came into play was I was I wanted to really give the person the experience and then from that point, then they take the science back because this is what's deteriorating a lot of people from getting into mycology and staying in it. Because once you understand it and once you, you know it, um, it's something that you really don't want to stop doing, uh, you know, unless uh, you run into problems and, or financial aspects of that. But um, so my company, what we want to do is we want to deliver the, the product and also the byproduct for you to to further on but we want to get you there without having to bang your head on the wall you know threaten to quit <laughs> you know burn your house down and um and go all through all these things so um i for me i would say the spore starting from spore is uh you know not something that i you know really want to recommend for everybody um and you know I'll probably get a lot of negative feedback on that, but that's fine. And and this is also where when I started the company up, I wanted to supply genetics. I wanted to supply grain spawn to people that was pre-sterilized, pre-hydrated to you know professional capacity, and, and, you know cultures that are already selected for phenotypes that work. Um, so that way, when you when you do these basic steps, and you know your your human error is the only thing that's going to count for you failing right so this is this is a where you really want to start i would say um a company like my own or, or there's other vendors i won't mention well obviously because this is on the podcast that i'm on but uh, there are there are many other people out there doing what i'm doing and uh they supply similar products so uh getting yourself a viable liquid culture will ensure that you're going to get a fruit and you're going to get a mushroom that is uh, stably built and created by a mycologist or close to that. And then, uh, and then if you're if you're looking to buy sterile grain spawn, um, then you're getting a product that's actually, uh, you know, the concept's already been proven. You don't have to um, search message boards high and low to try to find out if you're doing it wrong, if you're getting it wrong, and then and then you can go from there so once you have that you can really start to fast forward it because analytically you can break down what you get as a product have a look at it and then you're you're that much forward but you can also use that time where you're growing with a product that actually works to do the research for you know future growing if you really want to continue the hobby and and uh so that's sort of where i'm trying to keep this with my own platform is I want to I want to help people get into it without losing their shirt and and losing their minds right so yeah yeah I found that uh, the kit that you actually sent me out the monotub kit was probably the easiest way for me as a beginner to to start off uh, you know you already had the uh, myceliated grain jar uh, you had the sterile cocoa manure mix it was just a matter of me mixing it together and, and throwing it throwing a lid on it and that was <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if i took all the fun out of that or anything but um yeah i i think it was the the easiest kit that i had ever created and i i, I thought you know I, I had scoured for the right tub forever and now i still am I, you know i'm always trying to innovate without having to develop one of my own but um you know, I really wanted to make it the easiest thing anyone ever had to do. And they're like, like, you literally have to light this on fire to not get your mushrooms. So I wanted to, I wanted to ensure that every, that everybody got their mushrooms, right? So um, not that, you know, there is an entropy and, and, and failure, you know, human error, but um, 
almost everybody that I had a failure with in my company to date, I've, I've tried to reconcile and send new product and, and replacement to, to everybody. So, um, you know, this is where I, I'm not about turning the, that, you know, profit to keep my family fed. But aside from that, you know, I'm, I'm really out there to help the people learn and, and, and on a scale. Like, I want everyone to do this. I would like everyone to run it through, you know, and get what they came to do. So um, I think creating a product that works every time is, is the goal. But obviously, you know, you, you can't always. Um, but I, I'm really proud of the, the kit that I did create. I think it has a, a lot of validity all the way up until, you know, a, a standpoint of having a farm of your own, right? Um, and, and now that they have new techniques out that, that other people have developed and, you know, we've adapted those into our farm here too, um, it, you know, uh, it's just going in a really awesome direction to create easier and easier methods for people to get, you know, their medicine. Yeah. Yeah. With the, um, if I mean, if you wanted to go down the whole spore syringe type stuff, uh, for myself at least, it was kind of overwhelming to like say, okay, well, I need a sterilizer to sterilize the grain, I need a sterilizer to sterilize the bags, uh, do all this yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, you know, you're going back to your kid. It made it super easy for me, but it also got me down that path of wanting to learn how to do that. In spore spore lading. Well, with each step and each stage comes, um, you know, different environmental factors and different anomalies that you need to learn and and be suggested by somebody who has who has the experience in that. Right. So um, when I started, it was pretty vague, and I would just I would like I would I never had any fear of like losing a tub or losing product or anything like that i was just in it to learn it so like i'd crash tubs i'd crash rooms just to be like okay like does this work can i try this like you know i tried 10 different tubs i tried 10 different things and i try to look at the outcome i try products on it i try different different methods of cultivation altogether and, and i was really trying to just define what it is that they want like what it what do these what does this condition want and how can i suppress it grow it or maintain it and, you know given different circumstances right so uh, i think a lot of why i'm able to have this platform now is because i've done a lot of that and i've, I've ruined a lot of shit <laughs> so, um, you know and, you know thankfully i've you know i've got a significant other that's put up with all of that and um allowed me to create all this epic but um that is the most important thing with mythology is is uh breaking down the barriers of bullshit and uh getting the brass tacks right like um, there's a lot of people spending a lot of time on these message boards and uh you know not that i haven't but you know i i, I can peep into it nowadays and and uh comb it comb it over quite quickly and you know, I can see a picture and tell you what's wrong or, or not. Whereas, you know, um, most people would never be able to do that. So I think the best thing to do is give people the goods and make it, you know, accessible, free knowledge, and um, uh, just allow them to explore and have fun, right? Like the, the products I'm trying to make, are, I'm not trying to break people's bank. I mean, you know, you take take time time, equipment, investment, and experience into play. And, you know, obviously there's a, there's a charge for, for that product, but, um, you know, I would sooner see somebody come out on top with, you know, with uh, with my product at a reasonable price and then on top of me trying to bonus them on, you know, uh, my own my own gain. So there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole paradigm of, of that whole thing, the business aspect of things that I've really tried to, to consider when I'm when I'm working with mushrooms and I'm working with people that want to better themselves given different life circumstances, right? So mm -hmm. um, that's been like a whole nother thing in itself. Like growing mushrooms for me was always something that I wanted to do and I always enjoyed doing. And then when I started the business, it, it was uh, it really changed everything. I, I knew nothing of business. I knew nothing of online presence. I knew nothing of helping people, you know, aside from the personal circles that I've done, but man, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind for sure. I don't know, oh, yeah. uh, 
Well, had I had I not chosen the path, I'm, I'm not. I might have been a. I might have had more hair. I think. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Um. All right. So, kind of getting back to how you want to get started doing this. Uh, first step yeah. is kind of maybe just getting some spores, uh, some syringe spores. Yeah, so I, would, uh, I would pick up some spores, you know, just trusted vendor, try to find some up from a friend or a trusted vendor. Um, you know, running a running into this, um, I guess, bottleneck of, uh, you know, you have the spores, what do I do with them? So depending on how you got them, if you have like a dry spore swab, which have been, a swab is essentially spores on a cotton tip, a sterile cotton tip. And then you can now, you know, um, you can now wipe them or, or smear them onto what is known as agar, which is a gelatin, a vegan gelatin, um, and then and then some micronutrients as well to make the the uh, the host eat the eat the environment, right? So um, once the spores germinate, they will begin to consume and grow out their filaments, and and uh, they will continue to divide until a certain point where you're going to want to select from them. So uh, at this point is where it becomes challenging. Um, you know, you if you've never seen it before, you don't know what it's going to do. Um, you can take your best guess, but just because you have the healthiest looking growth doesn't mean it's going to give you the healthiest growth uh, in the fruit body. So um, I recommend for everybody that's going to do it that way, so you germinate, and you get your result, you, so you get your mycelium growing on the agar. Um, I would take that, let that finish the plate off, and I would take that directly to grain. Um, for my technique, I like to split it in half. I cut it into pizza shape, eight pieces, um, but I'll separate it into two jars. So one plate into two jars, and um, I might even cut a little sliver off and go into liquid if, if, you're, if you're advanced like that. But if you're not, um, two jars, one plate, that gives you a, a good density of mycelial growth right off the hop, and um, you know the three or the three or four squares per per jar that you know that really you know evolves the development of it. And that those yeah. those jars are, are sterile grain, like what kind of grain? So like those, wheat those grain. Those jars are going to be sterile wheat, wheat grain or or whole oats or rolled oats or you like you can, you can really use anything. There's people use the crap in um, that I've seen lately. But um, I think the most important thing is the hydration capacity of that grain berry, and um, and, and also uh, the the cooking duration, the sterilization duration, sterilization duration of, of those uh, of those berries. So um, obviously, the 120 degrees Celsius is is uh, the given uh, temperature for sterilization. Um, this this is also where things become complicated because you can run into um, uh, your elevation differentiation as well as uh, as well as time. So you know undercooking versus overcooking, uh, which can you know um, oversaturate the the polysaccharides and and gel out your berries and, and render them unusable. So hmm. this becomes very complicated. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know again. If you're gonna do this, obviously it takes a, a wealth of reading. I would get a novel, uh, a, a quick um, how to grow mushrooms or how, you know, uh, depending on what kind of mushrooms you like. I'd start there and read that kind of text um, or message boards help. But if you wanting to dive in and, and just learn mushrooms simply, um, you know, even on my even on the website, I've got a blog section or, or a learning section that has a. Uh, uh, full SOPs on how to do that properly. And it's very, very cut and paste, very easy to read. I want to make sure that people could understand it, digest it. So um, without going on too big of a rant, trying to tell you about every step, um, you could find that there or or on other people's websites, they, they have this kind of information. Um, I think your best bet would be to understand uh, what each step is called and the terminology behind mm -hmm. it. So, you know, as you, you know, we, we went over this over in, in our chat, right? So, um, you know, the, the grain preparation would be the one, the, the first step that you want to learn when you're, when you're getting into that. So you, and then your agar, you're preparing your agar. So you can, you can buy pre-made plates, uh, a great company, uh, uh, tip of the cap mushrooms. 
they supply sterilized plates that are ready to use. They have a variation of different nutrients, micronutrients that they have for those plates. So um, there's ways that you can you can source out what you don't know to be able to get you into the hobby um, quickly and efficiently, right? So, yeah. um, so for a long time, I was just buying plates because it was much easier than me trying to pour them, you know, um, for a long time, I did this under, you know, what, what's called a still air tub, which is just a, oh, excuse me, a clear tub upside down, two hand holes in it, and then there, there, it's a still air environment. So um, I was working in that doing, doing my cultivation for many number of years, just like that. And it was more challenging to try to have my agar poured while underneath that. It made no sense. And then I was having problems um, doing the um, the agar pre pours in the sterilizer because they were they just weren't going very well. Um, so until I developed and learned a little more technique and a little more skill, I was just purchasing them, which worked out great. So at that point, I know I have a product that works, and then I have spores that I also you know acquired from other people as well. So I know that they work. So now I, now I'm in a surefire way to get this thing started. So um, I think, you know, outsourcing things to, so I would, I would, I, for the beginning part, I would outsource your grain, um, your sterile hydrated grain. I would outsource your, you know, agar plates, if that was to be a thing. And then once you have that, you're like, you're good. Like you can, you can really inoculate your own sterile grain jars with your agar once you've built any created it quite easily uh, just to it's just a careful you know watch a couple videos and and follow the technique of it or read a couple uh, uh blog postings about it you can figure it out and then um that that alleviates a lot of the variable behind all that and then you're off to the races and then once that colonizes then you have to prepare your substrate which is not as hard as you would think uh, given the new techniques out that are that are people have developed, like the bucket tech, and uh, essentially taking a six to six fifty uh, brick of, of uh, hardened pressed uh, coconut coir, and then you're pouring uh, hot water over it, so you're pasteurizing it, and then you're just allowing it to cool down naturally in a bucket, and uh, and this is almost a surefire way that you can hammer a substrate together effortlessly. Um, without adding nutrient and overcomplicating things and, and then you still get the mushrooms you're looking for. So um, there's certain techniques that I would definitely bypass just to keep things moving. And then and then as you become more interested and as you become more more well rounded as an individual in the mycology, then you can, you know, take your learning to a different a deeper deeper understanding, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that that's sort of where I would lead with that one. Um, you know, I I even come um, equipped with just sterile grain and liquid inoculations. I find that's the fastest, easiest thing that anyone can do is stab it in there, ten mils uh, of uh, liquid inoculant, and then and then you start getting results within, you know, uh, four to five days, right? So yeah, I think that's. I think that's the fastest and the best way to go about it. And I know there are some um, some legal issues in the states with people doing that, but here in Canada, we can we can definitely do that. Acquire those genetics and make it happen without any, um, you know, without without being reprimanded about it as a company like myself. So yeah, I know that I have those up available, and I'm I'm going to continue to develop those so people can have more variety, more stable genetics. I want to have. I want to make sure that everybody can access the abundance uh, and, uh, you know, uh, when they're fruiting their mushrooms, they're really getting what they, what they thought they get. Right. Yeah. So, so this isn't a, this is the thing about mycologies. It's kind of challenging in, in regards to um, what you think you're going to get versus what you get. <laughs> so, um, it, you know, you can you, you think you understand it, and then you're like, okay, well, this is going to be no problem. And then you don't get what you're expecting, and then you know this is also creates a lot of havoc and hardship. But um, you know, having having somebody develop it for you until you 
have your 20% that you're developing yourself, and, and then you win at that, then you start to take over more of more of the task, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, I there's uh there's a lot of variables in this, man. I don't know what you what like what stage you're at now, but um, are you are you still you're still cultivating right now? No, I I kind of just been on the wayside, man. I've got so much built up that I just kind of don't, I don't really need to. I don't like. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I like, love to. I I love the whole aspect of growing them, and and it's just fascinates me, but. Uh, one of the biggest things for me is, uh, like we talked about before, is um, human issues, right? It's not being sterile enough for in the environment that I was growing them in. And obviously growing other medicinal type plants. Uh, I've got a lot of trichoderma flying around in the air. Uh, I grow all organically, so there's, there's lots of different bacteria <laughs> all around me sure? right now. So well, this is another... This is another thing that I've been working on too, because if you know, as you can see, my door is open in my lab. My kids running through in those dirty slippers, and and uh, transferring all kinds of uh, filth and disease around the area. But um, you know, that hasn't increased my sterility or or lack thereof. That hasn't increased or decreased my my losses or uh, my positive growth at all. Um, and this is what I'm learning about it is that. Um, even though you may not think you're, or you, or you may have learned uh, through other people or, or just what you've read that your environment needs to be this, your environment needs to be that, um, there's only certain steps in, and stages of the technique that need to be a certain condition in a certain way, right? So um, I, I would really like to put together a class or some kind of instruction to break that down for people and, and as I mentioned before about the brass tacks, I'd really like to, um, I really like to cut out a lot of the, the horse shit that is floating around that um, is causing people more hardship than it needs to as well. So um, this is sort of what I'm working on for the new year. Is um, we're going to try to put together. I, I'm not sure about like the editing and everything yet, but I'd like to do some um, small technique or small small video uh, skill sets and and really try to break through um what it is to to do mycology in in a lesser environment right so and but but realistically versus you know um any sort of pompous ego attached to that i just want to show people that that you don't have to have a certain a certain uh level of you know um falsified cleanliness to maintain and have uh you know successes that are that are repeatable so yeah yeah i've had yeah. i've had good success with the kits that i did have and and uh you know i got into a couple of flushes uh but it was you know it was all it was completely human error it was my fault it was you know uh well nothing thought... has, nothing goes forever obviously as as you know as the mycelium weakens that you know it will break down and it will start to decompose so um, you know, at, at some point in every flush, you will, you know, rid of the cake or rid of the, the mycelium because it's either lack of nutrition or, or it, it is starting to decay from, you know, anaerobic uh, activity or, or molds, right? So, yeah. um, uh, you know, I think that uh, the fear of it is really what gets a lot of people like, like, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore because it's, you know my environment's so dirty but it's really um it's just not a lack of understanding to to uh you know give it exactly what you need to give it right so yeah so hopefully in the new year i'll have a couple of cool videos i don't know um maybe work on that i, I could use some insights on video and stuff i'm terrible at this kind of stuff <laughs> but um yeah i have i'm an ideas guy i always i'm always trying to think like a thousand ideas put ten mm -hmm. to work another thousand so yeah. um yeah i think i've got more ideas and i've got you know um you know minutes to do them so <laughs> <laughs> i hear that i hear that uh yeah. okay so um you know you got your you got your spores you got your grain you got you've ejected your grain you've got you know 
uh, all the mycelium is grown in, in, in the grain, uh, and you've got your sterile um, uh, substrate as well. It's uh, a cocoa and a... Pasteurizer substrate, right? So yeah. we don't need to sterilize it. We'll just want to pasteurize it. So um, we just want to suppress the microbes in it, uh, the negative bacteria, and and then we want to plant it. So, you know, once we get to that point, we have our jars. I think I got We've got our jar of mycelium. There you are. Yeah, I don't have the cool. substrate bag with me, but um, usually you'll have it in a jar like this. You'll have maybe not have a, a plastic lid, but maybe you'll have another style of lid. I'll show you here. So this is a standard lid that I sell on my website. So you'll have a gas exchange port. This is a micropose.com port, and this is a micropose.com uh, injection port. So you'll inject your spores or your liquid culture through here. And then as this consumes the grain and starts to eat it, which you'll have here at the finished product, you will have uh, a byproduct of CO2, which is gonna build and either suffocate or you'll have this gas exchange hole, which will allow it to maintain an anaerobic environment to be able to continue thriving and consuming. So once it gets to that point, you have this product here, and then you're basically gonna just wanna shake it up and break it up. So um, these all um, these all grow from the apex, which is at the very tip of, of the mycelial strand. So when you shatter this, each one of those shattered apexes or shattered strands becomes a new apex. And then it, and it creates mycelial growth at, you know, um, tenfold as fast as it can go. So, um, so you really just want to shake it up. I usually use the hand, I flip it once, flip it twice, and then, then you've got them all ready to go. So if you want to be able to pour it out or else you're really going to have a hard time. Um, some people don't shake it uh, enough and then they have hard clumping and they can't get it out. Um, then you got to spoon it out. It becomes very difficult. So I find that, you know, I like to, I like it to grow to a certain degree and I'll shatter it up, get to about 70%, shatter it up again. And then right when it's about to be finished or is finished, usually it won't finish, uh, before I shatter it again, just to keep it light. And just so, so there's no chunks, there's nothing, there's nothing impeding it from falling out of the jar. Um, in retrospect, going back, I, I've just got thousands of jars, but um, had I started in the beginning with uh, the wide mouth jars, I think life would have been a lot easier as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, grain spawn, you usually want to have, um, say, a 50 liter monotub. I would use a uh, minimum, you know, two liters of spawn. You could use a bag, a three liter bag. So this is a whole, um, this is a colonized grain bag of mycelium. So do you do do you do like a, a two to one mixture of, of substrate to uh grain? I'm a little off. I would do to be honest, I'm I'm almost one to four. But um for starters for, for production you know on small scale and you, you wanna definitely see results, I would give it high nutrition. So I would I would I would do one to two, one to three, um you know, that being for every every liter of spawn you you know double or you know uh triple the uh maybe not triple but um double or triple the uh substrate so if i'm going to do two liters of spawn i'm going to want to have four liters of substrate or double that into six or, or triple that into six but i i usually run it two liters to eight liters just being um that i've developed the the, the genetic myself and I understand how it performs. So that's an entirely different thing in itself. But as a newcomer, I would I would go high nutrition, uh, high spore, uh, high spawn count. This is many more uh, contact points of mycelium that can race and win in in the uh, the ultimate uh, the ultimate race for for uh, for ground for substrate um, real estate. So. Um, I think that's sort of where I, I wouldn't deviate off of until you understand is, 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 you know, high, high, uh, substrate or, or high spawn nutrition and, uh, have a high, have a well hydrated, um, substrate that that'll give you everything you came to do. So, yeah. And that substrate is, is, uh, like a cocoa and a manure mix. 
Uh, that that varies a lot depending on yeah. what you want. But as a beginner, um, I would just stick to cocoa. Um, you can add some gypsum in there. Um, that there's some calcium. Um, not really needed. You know, all you need to really do is uh, have cocoa to start. If you want to add, you know, vermiculite or or uh, a lime as a pH buffer, you, you don't really need to with just a cocoa. Um, not until you start adding nitrates and and uh, and other additives do you really want to start playing with that. So um, just straight cocoa, you know, pasteurize it with hot tap water. You can boil the water, you know, to a certain degree, uh, 176.4. I wouldn't go higher than that, but um, and then just allow the bucket to cool down before you start planting, and then and then measure it out into into another bucket or a bag or weigh it. And then and then plant it. The that's the best part about it for me is is planting. Really, I, um, you know, I like to I like to really detail my tubs and clean them and prepare myself. Right, you get in your zone, um, you wipe everything out, you use your alcohol, and you know you you comb the line. I use a liner, which is a which is a uh, essentially a, a plastic liner, which uh, adheres to the substrate, and then it reduces the microclimates as the substrate shrinks. To mm. prevent mushrooms growing underneath or on the sides of of your cake, yeah, side thinning, yeah. But people are up and down on this as well. But as a newcomer, I recommend a liner, being that you uh, you you won't likely understand that to the full capacity, right? So, um, you know, having a liner there, you get it all wiped in, and you know, you suck it. What I like to do is I like to spray. I like to spray it with water. And then I set it in there, and then it sucks to the, it sucks to the tub, so there's no, you know, falling or or lapping of of your liner, and then you can and then you can empty it in there. So I I usually do my spawn on the bottom, I I smear it all out that way I can see if there's any clumping, and I smash the clumps down to the best of my ability, and then I'll add my substrate and then I'll turn it. So uh, what you want is a homogeneous mixture of the substrate and the grain. You want to make sure that they are, uh, you know, evenly dispersed throughout, so you're not having big chunks here, little chunks there, or no chunks anywhere. And then, and then once you're happy with it, it, you know, it's it's like almost like butter in a cake. I like to level it out nice, tamp it down, you know, as neatly as possible, and then, and then you know, like a cake, you put the lid on and you put it in, you know, its resting ground. So, and then. And uh, so like that, that for me, that's the best part about it, aside from the fruits, obviously, and the experience. But um, you know, taking the pride and taking the care of what you're doing, um, you know, you really get to prove that there. And uh, what you put in is what you get out, right? So, um, you know, I think that's a a really cool part about the mushroom growing that I I like to deliver to people is giving them you know their own planting and their own. Um, you know their own experience right like it, it is it is you essentially your energy going into it right so yeah yeah so uh like from my experience with the model tub um you know mixing the grain and the substrate together uh you know we're not we won't get into all the little nitty gritties about it you know the, the, the tape and the, and the spore of tape and everything uh you know just there's lots of YouTube uh, videos out there. I even have one that I I did of of your one of your tubs. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, there's lots of lots of YouTube videos on how to build an actual mono tub. Um, Serious, and uh, you know that's that's a sort of a journey on your own to decipher. Or, or if you're like sometimes people will message me and I try to help them to the depths of my of my uh, existence, but I you know. I have thirty of them people messaging me, and I'm often have my own other jobs and yeah. <laughs> things to do. So yeah, you know, some, some, some people really get my help, and then some people are like, oh, well, you know, you don't have help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there is that SOP on your website as well. I've I've you know gone back to read through it a bunch of times. It's it's helped me out. So. And I've been updating that. I've been changing things. I've uh, like I've got for each one of my grow kits now. I have a better revised. Um, understanding for people and then i also have sops now that are there in the learning section for people that want to you know take it to a little more um intelligent level so uh the hardest thing for me is finding time to write the content like uh as you can tell in 
you know, in everyday context, like I'm, I'm kind of fucking, I'm kind of all over the place. My mind goes so fast. And, uh, you know, for me to, um, slow it down for, to, to get it out there to everyone else is that's been my problem. Cause it's like, I, I know what I'm doing, but you know, when people are like, well, I don't get it. Um, like I have a hard time being like, okay, well, you know, let me explain it to you in a way that you'll understand. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's sort of what I'm learning in myself now is how to deliver, um, how to deliver information to, to people that they can digest it without, you know, uh, without them, without me having to, you know, constantly revise or, or even just not be able to get it out. So, um, that's sort of my mission in the next year is to be able to help more people, um, with the, with what I've accumulated as, as experience and knowledge, but, um, make it available. I just, I need to sit down and, and write it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. All right. Nine. Um, so you've built your mod tub, you've got your substrate, you've got your grain all mixed together. Uh, you just, you want to make sure it's nice and moist, uh, get a little spray bottle, spray it down with some, uh, you know, RO water. Uh, I mean, you use tap, tap water, or well water. Yeah. Well, I, I use well water here at my farm, but, um, a lot of people, you know, they go right to RO or, 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 or demineralized water or however they want to do that. That's personal preference. Um, I, you know, after you plant it, you have that colonization time. This is where you don't want to disrupt the mycelium or, or introduce, um, any sort of competing, um, colonies or, or any sort of, you know, um, other types of, of, uh, contamination, I guess we'll call it that will disrupt and, and give the leading edge to them. So usually in a contamination situation, um, it grows up to a hundred times faster than mycelium. So if you introduce a contamination to it before it's got a stronghold on the cake, uh, you're not going to see those mushrooms. So, Mm -hmm. uh, this is where the harder part for people is, is to just leave shit alone. Um, yeah, don't be peeking in that model tub and getting a piece of cat hair in there or something. (laughs) You know, there, there is the, um, you know, the kid on, on the Christmas morning factor, which is fine. Oh yeah peeking and looking and being interested i think that's cool i think that's the greatest part about it because you want to track track uh you know um its development and everything else but um you know introducing anything to it i would i would you know not advise on until a certain point um, mm-hmm. which is which is usually between you know anywhere from seven to 15 days given the variety and the quality of the genetics so this is at, you know, I, I usually just say seven to 10 days on a, on a, on a rough estimate. So after a week, check it out, have a look at it. Uh, what is its standpoint, right? So you want to assess it. You want to, you want to see, you know, what has happened in those seven days and, and where are we, right? Cause this becomes the point of now you need to recognize signs and, uh, conditions of your cake. So this is why I wanted to, um, teach people to get to this point because this is the most critical point of um, it, it's less the it's more of the biology of things and 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 the understanding for people is 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 mostly gained through experience right so um you know without that you'll never get there so i i really want to get people to this point where they're able to have their grain workout have their genetic workout, have their substrate workout, essentially, if they don't want to do it themselves, and uh, and get to this point. So at this point now, you're now observing, you're writing data, you're you're, you're creating the research, right? So this is this is what it is to grow a mushroom. This is how we get the mushroom. These are the environmental factors. This is what they like versus what they don't like, right? So if you can handle these, then then you can take your your interest into more of a science approach and i think that's i think for me that's what i want to share with people is that uh you know start start at the tail end and learn the understanding of the fungi get a feel for it um you know grow it consume it um get a better understanding of yourself and what you want from it and then and then take it from there right so yeah 
Yeah, it's definitely been a, a, an awesome, an awesome learning experience watching uh, the mycelium take over that that substrate and and cake up, and then you know over that seven to ten days, little pins start to happen, and you're just you know like you said, a kid on Christmas morning, you're peeking in there, seeing how many pins you got started, and then within you know three, four, five days. You know, as you're misting, it's just like an explosion of growth, and you're you know you've got too many mushrooms to know what to do with now, and it's you know then, yeah this is this is another thing about it with you know you can with a company like my own, it's like I almost can work myself out of clients again because it's like you how many how many mushrooms is an average person yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so I you now have a half a pound of mushrooms and it's like you're good for the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but unfortunately for myself, I turned everything into microdosing caps, so it it's definitely uh, I, I can go through it pretty easily with with doing that. So, but um, yeah, so like there's there's also factors like that. How much does a person really need to to uh, to have or sit on at any one given time? Um, I do have a couple concepts that I'm that I'm working with for the new year on how to um, evolve that into. Um, like rotationary um, harvesting and and allowing people to get onto the program where we can you know work with you and and develop you into uh, being able to achieve that each you know each uh, each round or, or month if it were even a, so uh, some big things coming up here in the next year that I'm I'm going to share with some people and share with the the community and see see uh, how it's um, accepted or, or accepted or rejected so yeah interesting times. Awesome. All right, so we've been kind of going for about an hour now. I kind of like to keep them around that hour mark. But, uh, you know, where can people find you uh, if they have any questions? Um, you know, obviously, well, I'll leave all the links down in the comment section or the description section below. But, you know, uh, where can people find you? Uh, if you're in Canada, obviously, you can yeah, get everything I'm on from the them. West Coast of Vancouver Island. Um, you can find me at rawmushrooms.ca on all handles, uh, rawmushrooms, rawmushrooms.ca. Um, you can also go to my website, http, um, rawmushrooms.ca. It's, it's very simple. Um, reach out to me in my, in my emails, DM me on my Instagrams. Um, I'm more than happy to chat or even just open up some network. I, you know, I'm often doing this plugging away in my own little world, but it, you know, it's, it's great to reach out to people like you have. You know, we, we've gained uh, some rapport and, and um, you know, I, I have more friendships through this than I do in you know, my real world. So um, I'm always happy to accumulate more friends, more contacts, have ideas like, man, I'm a spitballer. I, I love that kind of shit. So, um, yeah, feel free to say hello. Yeah. Anytime. yeah and your sister's uh, also uh, an amazing artist as well. I've got her picture hung up right there. <laughs> In the you're, background you're there so. i can't see it but yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah nice yeah. no she's incredible honestly if i have anything to say it's more about her man um she jumped onto my team uh a year ago as uh, my creative director and she has phenomenal knowledge of the science of mental health and the science of psychedelics um you know if anything this journey for me is to put her in touch with the right people <laughs> you awesome. know um, She's somebody that needs to be uh, heard, found, and seen for her incredible uh, ability to adapt, uh, you know, knowledge and science and and, and uh, mental health. So, um, uh, you know, we're coming up on a couple of shows here in the new year. I'm going to bring her along. Hopefully, she can shake some hands with some people, and, and, as well as myself. And you know, we get to put this uh, a little further ahead each each uh, each month. So, beautiful. Uh, well, I mean. If I ever decide to take a vacation out there and take my travel trailer out, uh, I'll make sure I hit you up and, yes. and I'll come hang out for the night or the weekend. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, man, we'll go on the boat. We'll have a blast. Yeah, we'll awesome. do something great. Yeah, maybe we can uh, hit up some salmon fishing in June. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> well, the West Coast of Canada, this is where it's at. So. Right. Yeah. Come on, buddy. The invite's open. So. Awesome. Well, I thank you... Uh, so much man you've been such a inspiration to me and my and my journeys through the whole uh you know growing and consuming and journeys and everything it's uh without you i 
you know, I don't even think I'd probably be doing this really. So <laughs> I, I'm very grateful and blessed that you'd say something like that, but um, you know, I'm sure your path is very, uh, very true and very driven. I, I'm blessed that I, I get the opportunity to do this. This is my first time I've ever done this, and uh, uh, nervous as shit because I'm, I'm, I don't like to be in front of cameras. So um, for me to sit here this long, you've, uh, you've opened up my, uh, my doors to this. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll definitely have to have you on again. I have so many more questions, and I'm sure, I'm sure both of us will be getting a lot of DMs about. Yeah, I'll I'll uh I'll try to uh be a little more prepared next time. You know, we can go over some deeper topics and, uh, and you know, we'll collaborate on something greater for the next one. But um totally. again, I really appreciate that. That's that's uh this is really cool for me. I'm blessed to be here. Awesome, man. Well, appreciate you and uh I hope you have an awesome night, man. Thanks for coming. You too. Merry Christmas to you. I know everybody's going to the holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas, man.